0: I think he led us through that. That was pretty good. All right, to get us started this morning, I'm I'm going to ask you to kind of get out of your comfort zone. I'm going to have you stand up in a minute, and after you uh, stand up, to find somebody that maybe you don't know very well, or you don't think they know you very well. I'm going to have you answer two really quick and easy questions, an emphasis on easy, okay? So nothing to fret about here. You're going to find one person, maybe two, if you know we get an odd number of people here. Answer these two questions. How long have you been attending this church? And what brought you here the first time? How did you get connected? Okay, so two easy questions. Everybody knows the answer to these, right? So, f- for example, for me, I've been here, coming here about four and a half years. I got connected when the district superintendent called me <laughs> and said, we have a new appointment for you. Pack your bags, okay? So uh, just that easy. It doesn't have to be real long. Uh, go ahead and stand up. You all, you all got your assignment? Got it? Understand it? Go find somebody. Share it with one person how long you've been attending. How'd you get connected? All right, did you learn anything? Did you all right what are some ways uh people have got connected through, you, other, people. through other people okay, good, through their children through their, children. Okay. Through their parents <laughs> You're coming to church today <laughs> <Yeah>. drive, by. <laughs> drive by, yeah it. Si- okay good service time okay vacation bible school the mega sports camp bell <laughs> the bell tower and the buffalo we've had that before too right okay well well god has been at work in this church in the past drawing people to himself um forming the church using it to help people get connected to jesus christ and And God wants to continue to do work in this church this year. God wants to do a new thing in your life. We talked about that last week. God wants to do a new thing in his church this year. And I want to invite you to uh, look with me again at this scripture from Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. Uh, We looked at it last week. And this passage of scripture, God sends Isaiah the prophet to talk Uh, to his people, the Israelites. And he's sending them, sending him with a message. For those of you who weren't here last week, uh, uh, he's sending them to the Israelites. They're either in exile, maybe in Babylon, or they're in some other kind of desperate situation. But he wants them to know that he is going to act on their behalf, that that he wants to do a new thing. So he says to them, forget the former things, Don't dwell on the past. Forget all the great things I've done in the past. Uh, He says, see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. And as as I said last uh, week, we're not certain what kind of rescue that God's people needed. But whatever their situation was, God wanted to move in a big way in their life. And in the next few verses, we um, see him exhorting the people through Isaiah the prophet to turn back to him, to, uh, you know, he's saying, you're in a mess because you've turned away from me to worship these other idols. Now turn back to me. I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Now, if you think about a wilderness, it it is, by its very nature, an uncharted area, right? It's a place that's uninhabited, it's it's inhospitable, it's an area that's overgrown from disuse. If there was ever a pathway through it, it's gone. And God told them, look, uh, open your eyes. Your, Your situation, your circumstances seem impossible. There doesn't seem a way out of this, but I'm making a way. Uh, See, the path is right there. Uh, It looks like a tangled wilderness, but there's a way through it. And uh, if you'll trust me, turn to me, follow me, uh, there'll be streams along the way. And with God, there is always a way. Nothing is impossible with God. Maybe somebody needs to hear that this morning. With God, there's always a way through the wilderness. There's always a way through every difficulty and and that's the focus of today's message with god there's a way through every difficulty whatever you're facing whatever the circumstance whatever the challenge god will make a way god is able to help you he is able to make a way and i think that this is something that is especially relevant to churches today maybe more than any other time in the last hundred years Churches today face unique challenges in fulfilling our mission. The United Methodist Church and most denominational churches are seeing a decrease in attendance and membership as older generations pass away and younger generations stay away, right? We face the challenge of a changing culture where um, there's a g- decreasing interest in church and an increasing uh, opposition to Christianity and Christian values. Uh, we have this competition on Sunday morning now that we didn't have in the past where, you know, sports teams and other kinds of groups are meeting on s- Sunday morning, so young families who, even those that would like to attend church then have to make choices, and sometimes it's difficult uh, choices. And and so there are these challenges uh, outside the church, and then there, then there's challenges within the church. Uh, in order to reach younger generations, uh, we, there has to be change. And change is never a comfortable thing, uh, especially in the church. We like our traditions, we like things how we like things. And, and um, so change can be challenging. And, you know, when I said earlier that God wants to do a new thing in our church, uh, for some of you, that was like, yes, you know, uh, your heart soared, you can't wait to see what God wants to do. This year, and how we'll reach new people uh, through those things, and for others of you, though, it was like, oh, good grief! Not more change, you know. <laughs> change is hard, and there are challenges that we face, and the challenges that we face when it comes to fulfilling our mission as a church can can feel like. Uh, wandering through a wilderness or making our way through an uncharted wilderness. And I know that, we'll, that we all long to see God work in our lives and in our church. I know that. Uh, the good news is that God wants us to be fruitful, to navigate the changing culture and continue to help people get connected to life in Christ. We can know that God wants to do a new thing in our church this year. Because he says in Second uh, Peter that uh, he doesn't want anybody to perish. And that Jesus isn't gonna come, isn't, hasn't come back yet because he doesn't want anybody to perish. Since Jesus hasn't come back yet, we know he still wants to do a work through our church. So, so how do we continue to bear fruit in the challenges of a changing culture? And again, we can get some insight from this story in Isaiah 43. So if you want to pull out your message notes, we're going to look at some ways that we can participate in the new thing that God wants to do in our church in 2016. And the first and most important thing that we can do, and I think this is probably a point in my message every week, but to pray, right? Pray. Pray and turn back to God. And um, if you didn't get a chance to read Isaiah 43 this last week, I, I would encourage you to do that because... God is speaking so tenderly to his people in this chapter. He's just uh, telling them of his deep love for them. Uh, he's making promises to them. He's reminding them of how he's acted powerfully in the past on their behalf and his ability to rescue him, them. And then he reads, uh, He speaks these words that we read earlier, that I- I'm doing a new thing. I'm, I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the desert. And he offers them way out of the mess that they're in and and all they have to do is turn to him and sadly they don't do that we read in verse 22, 22 yet you have not called on me jacob and when he says jacob he's referring to the descendants of jacob you have not wearied yourself for me israel and you know our churches uh, cannot find our way through a wilderness of a changing culture that seems to be changing at the speed of light, by the way. And, and maybe moving away from God at that speed, too. But we need God's direction. And if we call on God, he will make a way. He'll show us how we can continue to to help people get connected to him. And, and this is something that we see God promising all the way through Scripture. and Probably one of the um, most well-known pa- passages is 2 Chronicles 7.14, which was a, a favorite of Lawrence's. Uh, he quoted that... Frequently, but uh, where we read, Then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and restore their land. God asks that we pray and, and to seek his face, and I believe that God is calling us to be more intentional about prayer uh, as a church. But with that, there needs to be an earnest turning from the things that grieve God or get in the way of his activity in our lives and in our churches. You know, the Israelites um, had gone off and they were worshiping the idols of the culture around them. And, and that, you know, I don't really know anybody that's gone into the woods, cut down a log, you know, took it home and carved it into some kind of image. We, it's not our culture uh, to, to believe that, you know, a uh, piece of wood carved into some image can save us or uh keep us from harm if we worship it, but we can hinder the movements of God and the Holy Spirit in a variety of ways, and we each need to be aware of the ways that we do that. God told the Israelites, "I want to do a new thing uh you haven't turned to me, you haven't wearied yourself for me. you know there's nobody staying up late at night praying for uh, my help, and, and God wants to new, do a new thing, and he'll do that as we seek him, as, ter- as we turn to him in prayer, and then as we're willing to move into the thing that he wants to do. So then the second thing is we have to see what God's already doing. And we talked about this last week in regards to our own life. But we, we have to see, have eyes to see what God's already doing in the church, things that are springing up. And and God is at work in many areas of our church. He's inviting us to see what he's doing and get involved. And and last fall, our administrative council met. We had some prayer, and we talked together about what we felt God wanted to do in our church in 2016. And we came up with four goals. They're printed on the back of your message notes. And these are the things that we've discerned that God wants, some of the things that God wants to do in our church in the year ahead. And, um, of course, he wants to continue the things that we started last year. Last year, our big goal was to start a new worship service, and, and we'll continue to, to work on that. But I want to go through these fairly quickly and then talk about some ways we can be involved in this. The first is um, to increase our overall giving by 5%. With growing ministries, growing children's ministry, real-life service, all these um, new things that God's doing, Uh, of course we need financial resources to support those. And then the second goal is to create a task group to develop a master site plan uh, for our church. Um, We own five areas east of the church. Is that that way? (laughs) East of the church. Uh, five acres and um we have some resources um uh with the foundation from the sale of our parsonage and so rather than you know just have those sit years year after year after year we we want to this year intentionally pray discern uh how god would have us use those resources and then um double the average worship worship attendance at the real life service by december uh currently uh Uh, That would look like uh, adding 35 new people to that service. So uh, those are some things that we want to do this year to to build that service up so it can continue to be a vital ministry of this church and a place where people can come in through uh, to the church and into a relationship with God. And then the fourth is to plan and organize, carry out four intergenerational mission projects. Uh, We want to be intentional about Um, being in ministry outside of our church and teaching our children uh, the importance of serving uh, in the world as well. So those are our church goals. And when I say our church goals, I mean our church goals, right? We are the body of Christ together. Uh, No one can say to someone else, we don't need you, and you can't say, you don't need me. Uh, We are the body of Christ and you know, there's this term um, or hashtag that's been uh, became popular in 2015 that I want to kind of look at. It's called Squad Goals, and it started in the African American community as a way for friends to talk about um, their aspirations for overcoming poverty and you know moving forward and facing some of the unique challenges that the uh, that Black people face in a predominantly white uh, society. But it became a way to talk about shared values and visions for groups of people. And here's the definition. Squad goal, an aspirational term for what you'd like your group of friends to be or accomplish. And I think we can fit that into the church. Um, Of course, unfortunately, it gained some uh, momentum in social media and lost some of its power. As It was used to describe all kinds of group goals. Uh, here's a picture, some pictures with, that either had the hashtag under it or in a comment or something, uh, hashtag squad goals. Uh, here's a picture of a, a softball team. Uh, the, the mothers were trying to get their girls interested in sports and doing something, you know, active and out, outside, and the only way they could get them um, to participate in the sport was to promise them that their group picture at the end of the season, they could all dress in Frozen costumes as Elsa. (laughs) So their team name was The Freeze, and that was their, uh, you know, the traditional picture that they take at the end of the year. They all got to dress in their uh, Frozen costumes (laughs) in their... So that was their squad goal for the year, to get their picture taken together. Uh, Here's a little guy with his squad. uh, (laughs) Planning an escape, I I guess, I don't know. And then a couple of guys with a uh, fairly large pizza, they said their squad goal was to, to finish this off. You know, Uh. But I want to apply this idea of squad goals to the church and something higher than finishing off a pizza, okay? Uh, The church is the body of Christ. And and within the body, that larger group, we we have these smaller groups, these ministry teams. We have choir, we have women's group, men's group, uh, children's ministry, mission teams. We have our small group ministry. We have squads within the larger team, right? And all of these ministries should be working together to accomplish our mission and our goals. Uh, No group within the church should see itself as like an isolated group just doing its own thing. We're all here for one purpose, to accomplish the mission, which is to guide everyday people in a growing relationship with Jesus Christ, right? It's in your bulletin. And the goals of the church. So I want to talk about some ways that... Um, we can get involved in doing that. That's your third point. God wants to do a new thing. He's inviting us to get involved. And using that squad goal metaphor, I want to very quickly talk about um, some ways that we can do that. The first is, if you're already part of uh, a group within the church, a squad of some kind, then I want to encourage each group to set apart some time this year when you'll sit down and talk about what what might be the new thing that God wants to do in our group this year or through us this year to help accomplish the goals of the church or the mission of the church. Uh, you know, we can get comfortable doing the same old same old in our in our groups and doing what we've always done before. And when the old ways become ineffective, if your group hasn't seen anyone new come into the church through your group, then maybe you need to think about um, uh, how some new things that you can do to encourage that to happen. Um, which are the goals? Look at the goals that we have there. Which of the goals fits with your group, and how can you help uh, accomplish those things? Then the second way to get involved is to get on a squad maybe you're not part of a a group or a ministry team yet, and I want to encourage you to find a place to serve. One of the essentials to growing as a disciple of Jesus Christ, to maturing in your Christian faith, is serving. So, uh, to get on a team, get in a group, get on a squad, find a place to serve this year. And then the third thing is uh, to form a new squad. Of course, not everybody's going to do this, but um, God wants to do some new things in our church, and that might already be springing up inside you. He may already be speaking to your heart about some new ministry that would help this church to be more effective in, in what it's doing and ministering in this area. So so if God is springing something new up in you, uh, maybe look for some other folk that are interested in that same kind of thing. Uh, come to me, and let's talk about what God might want to do Uh, that's new through you this year and and will help you form a new squad, all right, a new group. Uh, God wants to do a new thing in his church this year. You're invited to step onto that path into the wilderness and see God open the way for you and your squad for this church, for his glory in the year ahead. Will you pray with me? Lord God, we, we praise you. We thank you for the church that you formed here. I thank you for their heart for you and the many changes that they've already made, God. They've been um, so amazingly flexible, and, and uh, they really do love you. We long for um, a movement of your spirit in our hearts, for your revival, uh, that you would make us fresh and new every morning and uh, give us a new heart for you, a new heart for your uh, church, and, and, God, we offer ourselves again this year. Uh, help us to see what you want to do. Help us to move into it with joy and thanksgiving and, and hope, God. And, and um, courage and boldness, Lord, to believe that even in this culture, we can have a powerful witness here and make a big difference uh, in people's lives, you've done it in the past, God. We ask you to do it again, and we pray it in Jesus' name, Amen.